0: And now, time to start the Bruins Hockey Talk from three different countries. Enjoy the show!
1: Hey, everyone's fans, welcome back for episode 114 of the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast. We are recording on January 20th, 2019. Big shout out to my wife, Courtney. This is her birthday. Love you, babe, and happy birthday. Um, well, we're going to introduce the panel. Court, welcome back, my friend. How's everything going?
0: It's going. I'm fine. <laughs> there you go. All right, I got a vasectomy and I'm, I'm in pain. Got it on Friday. That's It hurts. It hurts. If anybody says it doesn't hurt, they're lying. It hurts. Yeah,
1: don't even want to think about that. Ugh. Um and and also hopefully you get better at obviously.
0: Obviously. I'll feel fine. It's yeah. just I know I've got a it looks like I got a softball in between my legs right now. Nice. Uh, yeah.
1: cold peas. There you go.
0: Picture for everybody to know. <laughs> now Rob, your turn to follow that up. Yes, and,
1: and welcome back to the panel after many weeks of, of an absence. Um, We have Rob Tomlin back, friend. How are you? I'm all right. I haven't been kicked in the balls or
2: anything. <laughs> That's what I feel like right now. swear to God. Although I did did have that uh, fall down the stairs. That was a that was a fun time. But other than that, yeah, I'm good.
1: Oh yeah, I I, I said something about that on the on a previous show.
2: Yeah, always look where your feet are when there's ice <laughs> on a step.
1: That's it. Oh shit!
2: That's probably the best <laughs> advice. Yeah, I stood on the edge of a step, didn't even realize. Turned around to go back in, and oh. straight down some stone stairs. Christmas oh. Eve, fun times. <laughs> Hopefully, you're okay. now. Oh yeah, I'm just clumsy as fuck. Uh, clumsy as hell. That was close. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. After a, a, a brief hiatus last week, for a little mental check for everybody. Um, we are back to do uh, episode 114 and, and happy to have the crew back. But we do have a long list of, uh, of agenda. We have an agenda to go over, so I'm going to edit that. And I think that.
0: some things after last night's game have been added to said agenda.
1: Oh, yes, absolutely, and, and we did that. So let's just jump right in with last week's games um, real quickly. Uh, they lost Montreal on January 24th, I'm sorry, the 14th, they lost to Philly on Wednesday, the sixteenth. They won against the St. Louis Blues at home, uh, a game I went to. Huge shout out to my friend Mike Mack for hooking me up with some sweet club tickets. Those seats were amazing. And obviously, last night the loss to the New York Rangers. So all in all, it was not a very pleasant week for the Bruins. But this this there's a I don't know. There's a light at the end of the tub- tunnel for this team as they sit in the third position, one point behind second place Toronto Maple Leafs. So, thoughts on last week, guys?
2: It was all Tuka Rask's fault. <laughs> no, <I'm joking>. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I've been gone for too long. Um, no, that's good. no, it's just just what it is, isn't it? Um, Slip back into playing teams it, their way. That's what happened last week. Too much of playing the uh, op- uh, opposing team's game and uh, losing. Yeah. Didn't yeah, enjoy it too much.
0: That, that's what uh, Cassidy said after last night's game. They've got to play their game, and they're not. Um, it, but I think the glaring issue is they can't score five on five.
1: Yeah, that's, they, that's
0: terrible. You know, like, well, think about it. The, the first line was hot as heck, and now the second line's hot. And the Wagner the Wagner line is... Just on fire. Like it's best line on the team right now. Um, I think it's even better than the Krejci line, but you can't score any other time. Like now all of a sudden the first line's cold and the power play is cold. It's it's like they just can't as Cassie said, they just can't get their game together. Maybe this hopefully the nine days helps. Yeah. That
2: power play last night against it was gross. the worst penalty killing team in the league. Oof. Ugh. And Marsh End gave me a heart attack because I watched the first one-and-a-half periods, and Marshan gave me a heart attack in the first period when he went to chop that puck back in. Like, don't... Why is Marshan the guy who's at the top of the umbrella? That doesn't
1: make any sense. But, yeah, it was not good. Um, Well, this nine days that the... the Bye week is upon us, so and and I'm not I am not a fan of this bye week. I am a fan for players to rest and be with family. That is that's a given. I uh, yeah, I think everybody should do that. But this bye week really really congests the schedule. You get I mean there's so many uh, back to backs that are a result of of uh, time off like this. So I hope sooner or later it goes away. I I'm still on board with having this week off in you know the the holidays so the 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 players families can and you know friends and families can be together for the holidays for that nine days and then I would really like to see like the world juniors uh, like really you know showcased on NHL network as they are and, and other networks so to give the attention to the guys that are coming through the draft so not a fan of the bye week. I'm not a fan of not seeing my team play for 9 days. That is pretty much it, but it is what it is. Uh but we just we, we definitely have to jump right into the glaring uh you know topic and it's Tukarass' injury uh last night. Um not to, completely sure when it happened. I was drinking last night pretty heavily with, for my wife's birthday, but I did see the injury. Um and it's a concussion. I mean, no doubt about it. He looked like he was a little out of it coming off the ice, and and hopefully he gets better. And and I, I don't want to point blame. I I, I mean it, the game is so fast, and when you're paying the you're paying attention to the puck, things happen. But a lot of people are saying you know that Charlie McAvoy could be to blame for that whole incident, and I'm not sure if I want to go that far with the game and the speed it's at.
2: I'll tell you right now that it wasn't Charlie McAvoy's fault. It wasn't anyone's fault, because I don't know who shared it on Twitter, but someone shared like frame by frame photographs of it.
1: Uh, Drew uh, Johnson, former yeah writer for the Black and Gold Hockey dot po- uh, com website,
2: and um, yeah, when you look at the frame by frame, the moment that uh, McAvoy actually lifts him off the ice is the moment where McAvoy's face is planted into the side of him, and he can't see a thing. So, I honestly think McAvoy is probably trying to pull him out of the way of Rask. Um, but you can't see if there's a massive body in your way. So,
0: it is what it is. Just well, have to deal with it. Jarrett pinches. Pasta comes back. McAvoy overcompensates. Has to come over to the other side to cover up because Pasta can't control the player coming to the net. And runs into him. And when he runs into him, that sends him flying into Rask. McAvoy doesn't make contact with him. He doesn't go into Rask, but McAvoy didn't do it purposely. wasn't maliciously, um, like some certain person in the media said today for some stupid reason because the guy just likes to lie. But it is what it is. It's not. It's it's all. If you look at it, Char pinches, it's like a whole like butterfly effect. Everything happened from what happened there. It's it sucks. It was a hockey play, and RAS got hurt. He's got nine days, as Cassidy said. We'll see in a couple days how he feels. He could be back, and we should, everything should be fine. Yes. We'll see what happens. There's not much we can say about it. We're Everybody is more lucky that Rask's head didn't go flying into the post, and the post is not stuck into the ice, and it comes off. Yeah, It comes yeah. off the moorings. Like, like McAvoy didn't mean to hit him. Does he hit him? Yes. But did he mean to? No. It's, it's one of those things. When you're playing hockey, McAvoy is not looking at Rask. He is looking at the other player. I can't say the guy's name, so I'm just not going to say it.
1: Yeah, I can either. Child. So,
0: so, it is what. Unfortunately, he didn't realize how close he is to the net. Another person on Twitter was like, well, if the Bees played tougher in front of their net, it was a two on two. There was no playing tougher in front of your net. This guy does this and goes to the net, but if McAvoy doesn't clip him, he doesn't hit Rask. 100%, he skates right by Rask. I, I, we've all played hockey here. When you go to the net, you can control yourself. And he wasn't in control of himself after he made contact with McAvoy, whether McAvoy meant to make contact with him or not. As soon as that contact made, he's lost control and he goes flying in the air. You don't go, butt first to somebody when you can control it. Right. Well, I've,
2: in fact, I've had this exact same thing happen to me and injure me, not with a concussion, but with a torn ACL and MCL. Um, and, Never once did I go right. That's that guy's fault pushing him on top of me. It oh, was yeah. just—it's just one of those things. Like you can't control it in that moment because if you look at when the incident happened or when it finished, it's like 0.5 of a second. Like what are you, what is McAvoy or Tuka do in that 0.5 seconds?
1: Yeah, it's so tough de- decision making when it, it's so it's so fast. Um, yeah. It's a fast game. Yeah, and like Court alluded to earlier, the the nine days, or, or Cassidy said, you know that, that they'll evaluate uh, after this um, this
0: bye week, um, and he'll and go. And when's the All Star break? It like uh, works out like as Cassidy said, it couldn't have happened at a at a, at a at a he didn't want to. I don't think he used the word better time, but right. maybe he did. But it couldn't have happened It couldn't have happened at a better time for the team. it has to go down as long as he comes back. He right. could be gone for the season, people. He really could look at me. I literally just got on the ice a couple weeks ago for the first time. Nice. It's been over. It's just been over a year. I was terrible out there. I thought I was going to die because I'm out of shape. Right. But you'd never know with a head injury. Let's hope he's back. Yeah. He suffered one. He suffered one last year in, in Nashville. Right. Took the shot off the face. Yep. Yep.
1: And and with with that uh, the the break for the bye week, he's going to go through the seven day uh, concussion protocol.
0: So it's seven days.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but, uh, I thought it was 14. I'm not, sure. I'm not totally sure. No, I think no, no, no. I think
0: you're right. I was, I was talking to someone last night. We both were trying to research it, and we both couldn't find it. It's a certain amount. I know um, from speaking to someone, as you guys know, I, I talked to someone during McAvoy's injury, and they, after a certain amount of days, they, the player has to fill out a form every day, um, which I kind of, I think it's the same form that I, well, not the same, but same type of form that I filled out at my concussion clinic. You have to put down how you're feeling like zero to five or are you a hundred percent here like and if you're not a hundred percent you're not cleared right and yep. as much as people say Rask soft I think Rask can try and get back on the site as quickly as possible
1: yeah I believe yeah. so too and and this uh, what since we're on the topic I just i something just really frustrated me this morning when I woke up and I'm I'm going through the Twitter and sometimes Twitter can be so beneficial for people like us the podcasters and writers and other times it can be a complete dumpster fire of emotions uh, the wrong way. And, and it's like a psychopath kind of form. And I, I just want to say, I just don't, I do not appreciate, people have their voices and I get it, but it's not always politically correct. Um, you know, celebrating your hate for Rask and, and, and saying that, you know, oh, it's good that he got injured, now we'll give Halak more time is just wrong. I don't understand why people go to that extreme the keyboard warriors as so many say you know it's just what what would happen if this was happening to a member of your family i mean would you appreciate you know anything being said about you i don't think so so it's just it's just an
0: or the last clicks yeah like i know there's it, a certain someone and I, i'm not going to mention his name but all the listeners know and they know how we feel about some of the articles that get written out of a certain publication but I'm reading this stuff today. I'm like, are you just making it up? Like, he, he can't be watching the same game. It's right. impossible. Like, it is absolutely impossible. He's, he's, he, what did he say? That the, what McQuaid did, and we'll, we'll get into what McQuaid did, but what McQuaid did was exactly what the Bruins need to do. Well, first off, the player on the Rangers didn't mean to go into rass. So there shouldn't be anybody fighting anybody after because the Rangers didn't do anything purposely. The Bruins right now are ninth in hits per game. They're 6th in penalty minutes. They're 6th in, in uh, takeaways per game. They're 10th in shorthanded goals against. Their power play is 2nd in the league, and their penalty kill is 14th in the league. Goals against, they're 2nd in the league. So goaltending is amazing. Their power play is great, except last night 0 for 5. Goals 4, they're 16th in the league. Do you know what the team's problem is? They can't score goals. has nothing to do with team toughness. Well, Wagner showed everybody he's one of the toughest hombres in the league. Same with Kevin Miller. Same with Chara. Like, they have team toughness. That's the coach. after the games never goes. Well, this team needs team toughness. He never mentions that. Never says that they need to be tough after the game. Right. What McQuay did was an absolute joke. And I hope when they play in February, Miller says, "Hey, by the way, I know we're friends, but I'm about to destroy you." Yeah, exactly. Because he deserves it. Because last time I checked, that's weird, A clean hit. Yeah, Wagner had a clean hit, and then it was at Strome. Or Stone, or whatever his name is. Strom. Yeah. Strom. Yeah. Strom go- decides to go him. He, he He's full-blown go, and then McQuaid's like, no, you know what, I'm going to grab you from behind, and I'm going to teach you a lesson. If the, I so wish the Bruins would have scored on that power play.
2: Did the, the thing is, shouldn't that be a game ejection if I you thought so. run a guy from behind and basically try and pull his helmet off from behind before you even fight? Like, I thought that would have been a game ejection. But not only that, the other guy drops his gloves. Strom drops his gloves to go with Wagner. And then McQuaid jumps in. So, you've got third man in and an obvious roughing penalty. I'm guessing the Bruins only got one penalty out of it.
0: Yeah, no. McQuaid got the extra and they had the four-minute power play and they didn't score. Yeah. It's just... They went 0 for 5 on the power play. That's why they lost the game last night. Yeah. 0 for n- 5 on the power play.
2: There is no like actual rule for fighting now. like Because every game it's different. Either you're allowed to go, or they grab you, or 10 guys are allowed to run into each other and just start scrapping. I, I well, just don't get it anymore.
0: Yeah, like, uh, what's his name? D'Angelo. That's a apple juice out here in Canada, so it was making me laugh when they kept saying his name. He punches uh, Marshan in the face for absolutely no reason. Like I know Marshan sometimes deserves it, but in the first period, they're they're right by the bench, and he decides to just punch Marshan in the face and then get to sit on the bench. No penalty. I'm also noticing, and I I understand the little scrums after the play are part of the, supposedly part of the game, but I don't get the whole punching. every single time the puck is stopped in front of the goalie, everybody's got to jostle and punch each other in the face. Right, and why is it that the refs have decided it is open season on hitting from people from behind? I know it's 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 like the new thing. Yeah, hey, you know what you can hit anybody you want from behind now because it's allowed.
2: Yeah, and there's no boarding calls as much. No, like That's there was a couple dangerous. of times Miller's been absolutely planted against the boards when he goes in for the puck, and it never gets caught. But there's also like Grizz got him from this, behind
0: last night, huge.
2: I'm seeing this on other teams as well. Like, um... David? Who was it? that uh, Kukiemi, or whatever he's called for Montreal. He he took out, um... What's his name? Petterson. Elias Petterson. And there was no call on that, even though it was an obvious hold. Like, grabbed him, put him to the ground like it was a rugby scrum. Like, I I just don't get it. I don't understand it anymore.
0: Yeah, the things that they're calling, and if you're a player... You're like, well, okay. One day you're gonna call this. Now all of a sudden it's free game.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay, I don't. I don't understand. But
1: yeah, get a Don't
0: need toughness like that. That line of Corrali, Wagner, and you switch Achary off and you bring him in or put Bacchus in. Damn. I think it's just Corrali and Wagner. You could put whoever you want with them. They, they've turned into the Marchand and Bergeron of of uh, checking lines. Damn, they're good. Oh yeah,
2: the Chari's been playing really well as well. I don't get why oh, yeah. everyone's dogging on the Chari. Oh,
0: I don't think people. Well, people are dogging on everybody, right? But high you got Wagner right now. He's got six goals, five assists, eleven points. Corrales has got six goals, eight uh, eight assists, fourteen points. Wagner tied his career high in goals four, and his Cassidy was making fun of. He's got to learn how to score an empty <laughs> That was funny. That was (laughs) It was a tough, he was off on his offside, I'll give it to him, but he was, the the chirp after from Cassidy is awesome.
1: Uh, He is such a player's coach. Um, Before we move on to the next topic, I just want to just reel it back a little bit, uh, back on the Tuca Rast thing. With Tuca being out, and obviously the break uh, and rest, um, people are asking who's going to be called up, and they're particularly talking to me. Right now, Zane McIntyre in 24 games played. He's got a 13-8-3 record uh, with the Baby Bees. uh, 2.79 goals against and a .884 save percentage. That needs to be uh, worked on. Um, He has struggled to begin the year, but uh, since 2019 came around, he's starting to really play well. Uh, He's on a five-game winning streak. Uh, He's got a 1.82 goals against in that time frame and a 900 save percentage even. So... Uh, his his uh counterpart Dan Vladar is, is struggling a little bit in his rookie season. And it's not bad. It's just the team has not been playing very well. They've starting to play a little better, but in 19 games played, Dan is six, eight, and four with a 2.81 goals against and a, a 0.896 save percentage. So, uh, if you're asking me, McIntyre would be the one to get that call. So, um, we'll see what happens after this. Um. Uh, After this, but uh, keeping on the injuries, um, bad another bad season for Anders Bjork. Um, He had uh, shoulder surgery and would be out five to six months. Uh, This kid, another one that just can't catch a break when it comes to uh, really starting his NHL career off on the right foot. This is the second year in a row that injuries have hindered uh, his progression that way. Uh, Thoughts on him, Uh, just. Do you still believe he's a good prospect and going to be a good player in this league, or is this something that is just too much going uh, all at once?
2: Well, for everyone saying trade him now, uh, no, <laughs> because his value is absolutely nothing compared to what he is right now. Um, it He just needs time. I think they'll leave him in Providence all next season. He's out, he's out all this season. You just, next season, I don't care how good he looks in preseason, you just leave him in Providence and let him get back to being a professional hockey player. I just think he needs that time out of the spotlight because every time you put a guy like this in the spotlight, every time Donato comes back up, you've got the absolutely blind people who just love the younger guys. Who just say, oh my god, they're amazing Why they're not playing Um, And then Like you have the guys that actually Watch and say, right, that guy's Not performing too well, maybe it's time They go back down So I think you just leave him down there Let him get used to it, let him play I don't think there's any point in giving up On him, I really don't
1: I don't either, I I think he's gonna Fit somewhere on this team And if not, he can be a tradable asset When he gets healthy um, you know, this, this the ceiling has not been reached yet, in my opinion, on this kid, but it's just some unfortunate things are happening to him, so, um, and it's, uh, the narrative of, of, he's soft, and he needs to build, and so on, it's just, I'm sick and tired of hearing that, but, um, moving on, I mean, we got to talk about, uh, Peter Solaric, another young kid that's really trying to make a name for himself in the National Hockey League, especially with the Boston Bruins, um. And Since he's been up, he's been really on fire. He really wants to to stay. Um, Thoughts on him uh, playing with Krejci?
2: Um, He's played well. Uh, I don't expect this production to stay like it is, like a few people do. Um, uh, He's a good player, but I really don't think he's a second-line forward, especially going into the playoffs. Um, But I could see him maybe playing on the third line. Um, but it is what it is. I think he's played really well.
0: Yeah, he's got, what, two goals, one assist, three points in three games. He's looked confident out there. He's controlling plays. Um, and it's even worked out for Heinen, too. Like, Heinen was struggling on that line. He just, for some reason, him and did er, they didn't gel. Yeah. They just couldn't gel together. And if you saw on Heinen's goal last night, it was all him. He kept the puck in. He was holding to the puck. He seems to be able to Kretsch, uh, – Krejci's whole game is holding the puck, commanding the play. Heinen likes to hold the puck. So that's why they don't work together. If you look at Solaric, he likes to pass the puck. I said that right, right? Yes. Yeah, I know I get that wrong. I liked him last year. If you remember, I even wrote an article about it. I'm like, he really needs to stay on this team. And I thought he played very well with, with uh, Krejci. It's just for some reason he got sent back down and he didn't get back up in time. But he, he works well on this line, and now they all seem to gel. But I 100% agree with Rob that uh, I think they still need a second-line winger. Okay. I think they, need, they need someone to score. I like what he's doing. I know you, you don't want to do the trade, Mark, but I, this team needs scoring, and they need someone to score some goals. Oh, and okay. Krejci just needs a guy that can pass fast- he just needs anybody he can pass the puck to to score. The thing about Solarik, he's the type of guy that's going to be hard in the corners, going to the net type of guy. Well, he's the type of guy that all the team toughness guys think they need, but when this team needs a sniper, yeah, oh, I absolutely agree.
1: And and when you're talking about the whole trade thing, is I'm not totally against a move. I really want to see a, a sniper like like you mentioned on this team, um, but when you when you when you talk about certain parts of trading, uh, and I'm just going to go to the Philadelphia Flyers and people, everybody wanting the uh, Wayne Simmons to be a Bruin, it, to me, Solaric really fits that role at a cheaper price. I know it's just a couple games; it's a real small sample size compared to the two players. But you know, I would rather give the chance to a person like Solaric than getting an an, an aging wayne simmons and declining and and i still don't believe that he is fully healthy from uh an injury he suffered uh, a year ago i i i want to say it was a hip injury and hips don't take a, a while to recover from i could be wrong on that so if you need to you can at me all your hate so um I mean, I, I do want to see it. I, I, goal scoring has, has, has got to pick up. And, and whether you have to do it by trade or uh, by committee,
0: something's got to happen. So. There's no – I don't think it can be done by committee. This team needs to make a move. So and, it's outside. Oh, yeah, it, it, I, I don't know. I, I've been trying and trying to say it's inside. and lyrics played well, but I'm sorry. Like when you are this low in goals for and goals per game, and you're giving up all these shorthanded goals. You just you can't score, and scoring is an issue. Something needs to happen. This yes. team is so close to being better. This team doesn't have injuries. They're ahead of the Toronto Maple Leafs in the standings. I don't even think twice about it. They yeah. need some other pieces. They need and there's a lot goals. of
2: teams out there that used to be really good, still have good players, but just aren't anywhere near a playoff position. Hey,
0: don't be surprised if Buffalo trades Jeff Skinner. Yeah. Wow. Oh, because of I the contract think... thing. Yeah. And hmm. if they don't make the playoffs, they can move them.
2: Well, I was saying um, the other day that Tampa Bay have to sign, um, what's his name, Brandon Point next season. That guy's going to want like $5 million. They have like $1 point something million oh, in cap space.
0: Oh, he's going to want more money than Nylander got.
2: Yeah. yeah. And they're not going to sign him.
0: <laughs> oh, no, they're going to sign Brandon Point. That would be... The... They'd be absolutely stupid. That kid is phenomenal.
2: Yeah, but who does that make available on the Tampa Bay Lightning? Uh,
0: anybody but Kucherov? <laughs> exactly. Well, <laughs> I Stamkos. I know, I think Stamkos would be available. Why wouldn't he be? He's not even Hed- your best player anymore. Hedman's Hedman not available. Hedman. No. But Stamkos isn't your best player anymore, so why wouldn't he be available? Hmm.
1: Crazy thought. Hey, let's take a quick break, um, and we'll get back to talking about a certain slump. We'll be right
0: back. Passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that, and its players graduate at a 90% rate. Nick can Backhand scores! Wow, what a goal. David Backus Go! and Zach Parisi were stars on campus before the NHL stage. Whether you are a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. Champions of the college hockey world!
1: And we're back. Uh, this this one was particularly, this topic was particularly interesting to me, and and this is the one that Court brought up. And is, is the first line on a scoring slump, uh, regardless of Marshan's goal last night. Um,
2: I, I think they're on a production slump. Uh, I, I think so. A scoring struggling. slump.
0: Yeah.
2: Well. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, they just. Teams are starting to figure them out, and it doesn't help when Marshan does that spinny thing every time he gets in the zone, which he's still doing. And we talked about three years ago. Uh, (laughs) I just, I think they're just becoming predictable. Like everyone's looking for that one timer off Pasternak on the right side. Even five on five now seems to be drifting over there sometimes. Um, They just. They need to just calm down, shoot the puck. That's it.
0: Well, they they seem to be trying to do what they got in the five-two win. They get one goal from that line, and you'd expect to maybe get a couple more points. They seem to be trying to do this outlet pass, march to the short side, or like you said, pass to the thing. They're they've they've gotten away from using um, Bergie in the bumper. Yeah, for some reason. Yeah, it is strange. Know. And I and I don't think. It is a problem. I just think all lines come to a little cold streak. It is what it is. Um, no reason to break up the line, but yeah, they're they're struggling right now, but I have no doubt that this line is going to pick it up. But yeah, they are struggling. But the crazy thing is, now we get secondary scoring. Yeah, it, that's
1: exactly what I was going to say. It's like, you know, it's good to have one line. It's not good to have one line, your best line in hockey pretty much, to go down into a in a, in a scoring slump, but... You know, you look down that lineup, and guys are really stepping it up in, in the absence of the uh, the top three. So, I mean, it, it's 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 a good thing, but it, you know, it's it, it's a it's an on the fence moment. You know what I mean? It's like you have you're good and your bad.
0: But that line <laughs> seems to be getting more points on the power play than they do anything else. Okay, Pasternak's yeah. got twenty seven goals this year, thirteen of them are on the power play. Yeah, that's sick. Yeah, that's just ridiculous. that's not sick. That's like Jesus. We need more five on five. They can't <laughs> yeah. score. Five-on-five five, this
2: team. Yeah, But do you think, before you said that Bergeron isn't playing the bumper position, do you reckon that's because of his injury earlier this season? I'm like, not sure. Because that's a very physical position to play. Like, guys are trying to hit you. Uh, every time you get the puck, you, you might get a shot off, but you're probably going to get hit at the same time. So I but, wonder if that's because of that injury.
0: It could also be, because Bergeron's, you know, the smartest hockey player on the hockey club. Um, he is – Cassidy, and, and you, if you're watching Behind the B or Road to the Winter Classic, he uses this this phrase a lot. He's activated the defense. If you saw before one of the games, he had Krug and a bunch of guys in for some video training. And he said, you guys, you have the green light. You guys are activated it. And I think that is causing some of these shorthanded goals. Because if you notice, Chara pitched last night, and then Pasta ended up being the one that covers you all, we all know if pa, if Bergeron ends up being the one that covers instead of pasta, McAvoy never has to overcompensate and we never have uh, the guy running into to uh, to rask. It just doesn't happen. But unfortunately, yeah. that's not what happened. It seems that maybe Bergie when he's out there because he's sensing the play, he is trying to make sure that they don't get caught because the Bruins seem to be trying to force offense from the back end taking low-percentage shots on the back end and trying to be in front and creating screens and getting goals that way. Um, I, just what I'm noticing out there just recently, it seems that defense, especially on the power play, Jesus, did they ever pinch? Like, please. It's like when Ras plays the puck. Please don't do that and defense stop pinching. <laughs> yeah. Um, jumping on to the next topic is is, is
1: the power play. Um, obviously, we, we heard the numbers that Court rattled off earlier. On this power play, I believe that the uh, the Bruins have the most shorthanded goals given up in the league. I could be wrong yeah, on that. T-
0: tied with Pittsburgh. Okay. Um, so they both have 10 shorthanded goals against. That is never key... thought you'd see that. No. Those two power plays. Yeah. <laughs> two <Three> of and... <laughs> the best power plays in the league. Well, but they also are power plays where the guys pinch, and they activate the defense. The, the defense is live, right? You have Chris Letang on one and Torrey Kruger on the other. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And, yeah, you only have 1D, man. And I heard people
0: screaming, oh, you got to have McAvoy on that point or put Krejci on the point. That's not going to solve the problem. It's the problem of what they're doing on the power play that these guys are getting, I don't know, maybe it's goal-hungry because you notice Marshan and Pasta stays in his one zone and he just keeps going up and down. Marshan tries to get close and tries to do that short side shot. And then you got Berge in the bumper. But when these defense activate and they start coming in, I don't know. It's almost like the only one that I'm noticing that's doing well. There's two defensemen on this team that are doing well. They're pinching and getting back, and that's Carlo and Miller. Yeah, yeah. The rest well, of them they pinch, and I'm like, Jesus.
1: But when when what I'm seeing is when when those players are pinching. uh you are creating a lot more open space for something to happen the other way and and they're flat out getting outskated with on the man advantage that is just killing me you know what i mean you you're up one guy and you're still letting in all these goals it's just nuts but you know it is what it is hopefully that's something that could be corrected um, after this stupid bye week but um, <laughs> defenseman is having too many defensemen a good thing or a bad thing? I, I I say it's good.
2: Definitely good if the defenseman that sits can sit and still keep his form. I would say if it's someone who's going to sit, then come back in and play horribly.
0: No. Now the reason I suggested this topic is that at the beginning of the year. If everybody remembers, they signed John Moore and people lose their minds. They're like, "Oh my God, we got so many defensemen on this team again!" Especially when they traded fan favorite, Adam McQuaid, who now, to me, is enemy number one because he's a goon now. Um, and that's just my opinion. People can be mad at me all they want because I know a lot of people love McQuaid and think he's cute and all that greatness. Well, he decided to be a wuss and try and attack someone from behind, so now he's enemy number one. But they needed these defense. You don't have. You don't sign John Moore. This team isn't in the playoff position they are in right now because you would have been playing camphor all those extra minutes. Even uh, Camper obviously. ended up playing. You, you need to not trade these defensemen unless you're going to get that scoring winger because you're going to need this depth because come playoff time, some of these guys that are playing great now might not look as great in the playoffs. Well, that's yeah. a good and point. Everybody gets hurt. It's, it's just, like you know, injuries are going to keep happening. People are going to get hurt, and this defense has been the sole reason in my eyes that this team is anywhere in a playoff spot right now,, mm-hmm.
2: and I'm just gonna say it now, like how good does that contract look for more? <laughs> because everyone was saying I was crazy when I said, "Oh, that's actually quite a good deal, guy that can play like your bottom pair or your middle pair. I think he's played amazingly well, and I think and- the only reason that he stays out is because of how well defensively Grizzlick has played,
0: yeah. And think about it. at The beginning of the year, it's crazy. Grizz would have been the guy that's sitting, and yeah. more would have been the guy that's playing. But because of what happened, Grizz got to flourish. Because you think Grizz is ready, you never signed more in the first place. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Definitely. So obviously, the the coaching staff and the general manager, they all didn't think the kid was ready to step in, because I believe he was. He was a little rough with the playoffs. Uh, the game I was at in Toronto, I remember. I remember messaging Mark on Twitter last year after that game. I'm like that kid can never go back on the ice. <laughs> he looked like a chicken with his head cut off. But he's played phenomenal. He leads the team in plus-minus with plus seven. I, I know plus-minus is a stupid stat, but for a guy, guy his size and a team that has trouble scoring goals, you know, plus plus seven is not that bad.
1: Exactly, uh, and. A player who's not playing bad as of late is uh, is David Krejci, and it's so good to see him um, working well with uh, you know multiple line mates at at times, especially during this this season and, and the injuries. But his game's really stepped up uh, as of late, and and it's good to have that type of player and experience in a in a in a veteran. Uh, but what are your thoughts on his game um, thus far?
2: I think he's just played the game that he's always played. Um, This David Krejci has always been there. It just depends on the style that the teams are playing around him at that time. If he can slow down the game, he's unbelievable. If he can't slow down the game, he's invisible. That's the thing with David Krejci. So... I mean, he's been playing amazing and is one of my favourite sentiments from around the league. So, I just think he's going to keep playing his style of game until he retires. There's no change in David Krejci. Um, but I'm just hoping they can get a consistent right winger for him. Because, I mean, we looked at it before when... When Pasternak was his right wing, they couldn't find a left wing to play with him. Now they can't find a right wing to play with him. Now you've got Jake DeBrusque. I mean, the guy is unlucky. I think his point production would be way higher than it is if he had two line mates with him at all times that knew what they were doing.
0: He does have 40 points. He's almost had a point per game this year.
2: That's what I mean. But I, the guy could have 60 if he had permanent line mates.
0: And, and he, all he needs is... A player that wants the puck only when he's in a scoring chance. Because yeah. Kretsch, Kretsch is a guy that loves hold, controlling the play, like you said, slowing it down, and loves to have the puck on his stick. That, do you know who. That's what he uh, wants to do. He's got 30 assists this year, for God's sakes.
2: Do you know who plays that exact style of the game? Adam Oates. And, and is a former Boston Bruin.
0: <laughs> Adam Oates. Oh, you're going to Mark Still Savard. in
2: the league. Oh, no.
0: Okay.
2: <laughs> uh, Phil Castle.
0: Well, he uh, just wants to score
2: a goal. Oh, 100%. No, but like like he plays with a guy who slows the game down like Sidney Crosby when he was on Crosby's line because that's what Crosby does. Um, and I mean, there was, there was talk about him being available. I don't think he ever comes back to Boston. Um, But that is a guy that I'd love to see here because like you said, he wants the puck when he can score. Doesn't... Hold the puck. Doesn't dangle around. Doesn't do anything fancy. Just when you got a chance to score, give me the puck, and I'll put it in the back of the net.
0: That's it. That's what he needs. Because you got right now, he's got two guys. Um, Solaric likes going to the net. To can yeah, he's just a complete player. So they work. But I'm I'm on the same side as 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 Rob. Hey, it'd be awesome if this works for the rest of the season. But I I'm apprehensive that this is going to work in the playoffs. We all know Dabrowski can perform in the playoffs. I just don't know if Soler can yet. He just hasn't had enough seasoning. He looks great out there. Looks like if if he fits, we're laughing. We are laughing.
2: Yeah, I hope he goes out there and proves it all wrong and just annihilates. But the thing is, we haven't seen it in the past from guys that have come up from Providence that have just absolutely taken over and been like, yeah, I can do this. Otherwise, we wouldn't have this problem in the first place.
0: Mind you, you know Cassidy's got some confidence in him because I'm sure you guys all noticed He got put out in the power play a couple times. Yeah.
2: yeah. And he looked good on the power play.
0: Yeah, he 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 seems very good at the doing the dirty work, getting the puck, and then giving it to the person that he knows will control the play. Like, his first instinct to pass the puck is looking for Krejci. Yeah. That's who he's looking for. He's, he's like, get this guy the puck, and then I'll get open, and he'll get me the puck back. They... They seem to have confidence in each other and they trust each other on the ice. Yep. Yeah, and
1: that exactly. that works for the opposite way too. It's like when when, when Krejci has the puck, he's probably always looking for Dabrask. So, I mean, yeah. they, they
0: definitely yeah, work well. Yeah, is it Krejci or Krejci? Because if you notice, Cassidy always calls he him He says Kretsch. Yeah, but he calls him Cretchy too. Yeah, he always calls him Kretsch. Yeah, it's... it's and it's, we all call him Krejci, but it seems everybody's calling him <laughs>
2: It's It's Krejci.
0: Great, I mean, you are European, so I would going to go with your name. Um... <laughs> yeah, um, no, but that's not an insult. I'm saying it's true. He hears different names, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: absolutely. I, I agree with that. Um, what the word "confidence," um, Court? You brought this up uh, just a little while ago, and I put this in as a topic because um, uh, I'm not sure what game it was last week, but uh, Bruce Cassidy mentioned. Uh, Jake DeBrusque and said he's got to be a better player. Um, do you and because of Cassidy being a player's coach and it, you know he gets gets along well with these guys. Um, do you think that this was just something to like elevate um, DeBrusque's game and kind of like you know let's see what he can do if I said this because he did get called out uh, at, at at the end of one of the games.
0: He did, yeah, yeah.
1: I heard it. I think it's it's probably just more like
2: right, you're no longer a rookie, you're not sheltered to being told off publicly. Here you go. Yeah. Because a lot of the rookies you don't hear from the coaching staff like, This guy had a really bad game. This guy didn't do this right. So maybe it's just his time has come where he's no longer seen as a rookie. Mm. And if you do something wrong, you're told about it.
0: He needs to be that second line player that we all know he is because he's. I think Cassidy was just trying to say, hey, I believe in you. Now go show everybody else because you're not playing up to whatever I think you should be at. Yeah, I am not playing like he's not playing like the 25 goal scorer. I thought he was going to be this year. Yeah. Yeah. And that, I think that's what Cassidy's saying. Hey. I thought you were going to pop me like 25 goals this year, and on pace, you're on you're you're on pace for 20 now. Mm-hmm. I, I need that extra oomph. I need you because you got Solaric playing great and you got Kretz playing great. I need you to be. Hey, you know what? I'll start you guys instead if you just keep this up. Yeah, uh,
1: plenty of options for Bruce to uh, to pick from. Um, and going back to uh, the Peter Solarik uh, today, the Bruins uh, assigned him to Providence. And it, it really started a, a little bit of a, an uproar with people that don't understand. Uh, it's a nine-day nine bye week. And that, that doesn't mean that the lower levels of minor pro development shut down, too. Uh, the Providence Bruins were supposed to play today, but the, uh, the snowstorm that we're having right now, uh, they postpone it to tomorrow at 305 so there's games tomorrow and there's games Friday and Saturday that he can go down there and keep moving. Um, so that's it's that's important in the player's development. This was nothing to do with his recent play. It was just you gotta keep him moving. So no need to freak out. You know, I, I know people just don't don't understand why moves like this happen and, and it is because of playing time and and you know keeping those legs um in in top shape so w- when the when the league does oh, or the team does get back after this bye week it, it most likely could get called back up and be even more ready than some of these guys that are taking advantage of the uh the the bye week as veterans so no you know no need to freak out there um but one last thing before we end it i know we've we're at 45 minutes right now, but we're running right through these topics. As I, I want to give a, a shout-out to uh, my friend Casey. He lives out in the Worcester area, and he has invited us, but I know that you guys can't make it, uh, to his uh, outdoor 3 vs. 3 tournament. Uh, he built a rink uh, on his property, and it's very well done. He's got a really cool uh, warming shack that we're going to do a podcast in. So... Next Saturday we're going to do a Beers and Bruins uh, on location, and, and I'm going to play in this tournament. Uh, we got my friend Paul from the uh, Ride the Pine radio podcast. He's going to be on my team. Oh God!
0: Oh God!
1: <laughs> yes, yeah. not not Brian. Brian, I asked Brian to play, but he's, he's got. He, I think he's going to a concert. So, but um, Ask Paul. yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to make a jersey with that on his back. Um, but no, he's going to play, and uh, my friend Cody, I talked to last night at my wife's uh, birthday, he's going to play too, so um, we're going to have a nice little time. We're going to get some video, and we're going to definitely some audio for next week, so most of that will probably be in the second hour after our discussion, so I'm looking forward to it. I I haven't played in one of these tournaments in a long time, but uh, even even better, it's outdoors, so kind of like a, a winter classic, so it's going to be a good we day.
2: Also... We forgot to mention something: that the Bruins also made a trade. There was technically a trade for the Bruins. Uh, they traded was it Paul Carey for Cody Goldblue? Yes. Even though it's an AHL Don't transaction,
0: know who either basically.
2: Of
1: them yeah, uh, Paul Carey played for the Providence Bruins a little while, I think last year or the year before. The year before, and and before then, yeah, and then and then signed with uh, Hershey, and then you now he's back again. So. Uh, just some set of depth as a veteran. Uh, not a big deal. The Goluboff move, uh, I don't know.
2: He wasn't getting that much ice time from what I saw.
1: So No, no not I really. Mean, it,
2: just a hockey trade, but that's what we want to see in the NHL team, not yeah. in the AHL team. Please.
1: Exactly.
2: <laughs> when I saw that deal, I was like, oh, my God, this is exactly what we need, but not down in the AHL.
1: So. Yeah. I just, I I mean, when it, we... I, the, February 25th is the, the uh, trade deadline. So hopefully I mean something happens if you know if, if nothing happens I I have to like go along with with how the team operates and you know if they see something that we don't then that's fine. I just I don't want them to make a trade for the sake of trading just to make somebody happy because you know Bruins Twitter would be all excited about the trade and then and then completely crap on the player two weeks when he's not you know, producing points. So yeah. I don't want to do that. I want to see a trade. That's going to be for longevity. Um, whether it be a trade and sign and get him in here for four or five years, I don't want to see a rental. I'm done. I'm done. Uh, the whole, um, it, it is unfortunate what happened to Rick Nash with his head injury and, and his retirement, but I don't want to see the price that was paid for something like that. So no more yeah. rentals. I'm done with the rentals.
2: Um, I, that's what I'm, I'm about. I just think they need a guy to solve that second line right wing but for the future. Not just for now. Because I don't think that guy's in the system at all. Not like, that. That's my thing. Like I don't think there's a prospect down there that is good enough to step into that role. Because Zach Stenition's taking his time and like that's a good thing because there is a chance that he does turn it all around and become that. But it's not looking like it at the moment. So,
0: and I don't want a rental. Yeah. yeah. And Wayne Simmons' people is a rental. Stop yes. saying his name. And Milan Lucic is oh. a train wreck, so don't say his name either. <laughs> also, he's he, a left he winger. Great... Why do we need a left winger? He's also garbage. Uh, there, I said it. He's absolutely garbage. I don't. Yeah, but he care. scored
2: a couple of goals recently. It's just like, we hey, really you guys notice
0: back. who was on the ice when the Bruins scored against the Rangers. Yeah, Adam McQuaid. <laughs> Okay, he sucks too. Minus, I don't, I don't care. Like, it, it's great what they did when they played on this team. But that's like that's like going to the past and saying a guy you, you the guy was ten years in this league already. And Lucic was great when he played in the Bruins team. First. but that's years ago. That's First. like saying, hey, throw Gretzky back in the lineup. Come on, man. <laughs> come on. That's
2: Let's just funny. go get and and some skates. Hey,
0: Chuka's hurt. Hey, why don't we go find uh, whatever rabbit hole? Uh, Tim Thomas is down trying to go. Oh, and he's in his bunker. That guy back. You know what? He's probably in the White House with Trump right now. He must be <laughs> No, he's
2: in a bunker with a shotgun rocking back Jeez. and forward. You know it. He's on the border <laughs> the of Russia
0: just me, waiting. And he's no longer there. It doesn't mean we got to go back and relive history and let's bring all these guys back. Guess what? Big bad Bruins, those days are gone. Get over it. Yep. Never coming back. The league doesn't it's not revolve around something like that. You know who... You no, know, there's two teams in the league right now that go after toughness. That's the Edmonton Oilers and the LA Kings. Guess what they do? They suck. Yeah, exactly.
2: So, oh, okay. we didn't, uh, we didn't mention the fact that Edmonton also claimed uh, Cave.
1: Oh yeah, good
0: one. I forgot to write it's that for down. Him, he's going to go to a team and he's going to get some ice time. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. and I think he's going to be probably their permanent third line, fourth line center, which is he's a good also
0: thing. he's also from there.
1: Yeah, yep. So exactly, so he gets
0: to go back home. You know, it's it couldn't have been a better story for the guy. Cassidy really liked him. It it is what it is. JFK's played well enough that it sucks for him. Like JFK has played well. So, and but when you when you
1: look at the whole cave thing, it was it was a move to get him to the NHL on a more regular, uh, more time with Edmonton. So, I mean, both sides it works out. I just when you look at the future, and I know that some of these prospects just haven't you know lived up to expectations from most fans but um it is cave cave being in this organization was probably not going to happen even after this season so no. to, okay. to wave him and to move him to a place that he's going to get regular time uh was was a good thing for him so in in his career you know i, I wish him well he's a he's a very nice guy uh I've, I've had uh several conversations with him uh really down to earth and so on but you know we wish him the best but it was just a good move for him. I just don't think that he'd... If he was to stay in this organization, I, I'm not sure where he'd fit.
2: Wasn't Chirelli the guy that signed him as well? Yeah. Well, yeah. So, That's well, why no, I kind when of guessed it.
0: They're all former Bruins. Yeah. How many former Bruins are on that team
2: now? Yeah, <laughs> I know. Four? Well, when, yeah, when he
0: got there, they
2: had, uh, isn't it, Matt Benning that used to was drafted by the Bruins?
0: Yep. Well, yeah. he's the guy that, uh, Matt Benning's the guy that almost destroyed, uh, he's on the team Con- now. Yeah, Connor McDavid. Yeah. David. yeah. yeah. So, McQuaid, so, to about to, McQuaid, McQuaid was phenomenal while he was in this team. He was, he's a team first guy, he played great in the playoffs when he needed to be, but he's not the answer on this hockey club, and he's no longer a good hockey player anymore.
2: Every guy that has been traded away and he's still playing in the NHL was a fantastic hockey player for the, uh, the Bruins, but... It's just what it is. It's a business, and if you can't afford to keep the guys because of the cap, they go.
0: Well, McQuay got traded because he wasn't going to play. You, yeah. You're well, going to yeah. tell me right now, would you sit Grizz? There's no one yeah, else on this it, team. It's also, also a cap thing As well, they,
2: that's two point five million towards getting a guy. Mm. So, I mean, yeah, that's probably why they did it.
0: So. So right now you have. Uh, so you said you said Brandon you said Matt Benning used to be a Bruin? Yes. Draft Team, Austin. You're right. One hundred percent. You have Milan Lucic, Matt Benning, you have Kobe Cave, and what's his name? Spooner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. The whole... I'm
2: surprised I'm surprised he didn't pay over the, the odds to Vladimir Sabolka, because I thought he would. I'm really surprised did. he
0: hasn't gone for your best friend Coco.
1: Well, Coco it won't Gate Uh oh, Coco Gates back.
2: He's been uh, apparently heavily watched over in Russia.
0: So cool. cool. Yeah. <laughs> he can stay there. Yeah. <laughs> the there's, there's like six guys. You no know, you know problem. Now that, from the uh, Nothing. <laughs> there's
2: so many, like there's these six guys that keep popping up in the KHL that are apparently coming to the NHL again. How many guys signed contracts over here this season and then got binned off?
0: Because they're Um, all these Russian players, some of them, Kovalchuk to be one of them. They just do whatever they want, and they think it's okay.
2: But it's because it's it's a different way, like it's a totally different thing being in America to being in Europe. Like, it's just yeah, it's not the same. And I
0: I, if you're the Boston Bruins and you want to have chemistry in your dressing room, do you really think bringing in a guy that's had a a hissy fit. His, his agent had a hissy fit that he couldn't make this team because he wasn't good enough in the first place. But he thought he was good enough. You really want that guy in the dressing room?
1: Yeah. No. Sounds like Jan Kovar.
0: Jeez. Enough with the babies. <laughs> well, calm down. Oh, I'm fine. <laughs> it's it's Hags got me all riled up today. Whoops, I said his name. It's like <laughs> he just kicked you in the <laughs> nuts. <laughs> I'm
1: sure people could
0: have figured it out. 100%. Honestly, for anybody out there, some serious talk here, people, vasectomy is great because, you know, I won't have to have another kid. But it 100%, when the doctor tells you, hey, it feels like you're kicked in the nuts. It feels like you're kicked in the nuts, and then they take a 30-pound weight and attach it in between your legs and say, walk like this for the next couple days. Oh, God. I'm hurting right over here. I'm like 800 miles away. Awake the whole time, people. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. No, you right. hey, No, you don't. Oh no, I'm <laughs> no, no I am alive. No, that's rather that,
1: no. That's the way to end a show.
0: <laughs> Talking about <with> my ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: uh, anyway, uh, gentlemen, thank you very much, Rob. Welcome back, man. It's so good to hear your voice. We, I was so close to getting Chris Green, writer for the uh, Black and website, because even though he's not you, he sounds a lot like you. See,
2: I I was watching, I was listening to Ride the Pine the other day, and they said exactly the same thing when they had him on. <laughs> We're not all the same. <laughs> it's That's just stupid. ridiculous. Hey,
0: Mark. I mean, Rob. It's just because most of the people in Boston talk like Mark. Yeah, exactly. He, he just doesn't understand. Well, yeah. <laughs> See, <laughs> now I just stipped. alienated half the fan base. Oh. Well. <laughs>
1: That's all right. But anyway, thanks again, Rob. Thanks again, Court. Thank you, everybody, uh, our, our faithful listeners. Uh, you guys are unbelievable for the support. Uh, we surely appreciate it. Uh, go to Apple iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and, and uh, give us a rating. Uh, write some good or bad things about us. Uh, do whatever you want. But we would really appreciate all the support and everything we've been getting lately. So we will be back next Sunday for another discussion of – All Bruins topics. That's all we do. We bleed black and gold. So, again, thank you guys. Thank you, everybody. Have a great week. Goodbye. Thanks for tuning in to this week's show. You can follow the guys on Twitter at BlackandGold277 at CourtLalonde and at Rob40Bruins. You can also send us an email to the show's account at Black and Gold blog at gmail.com.